Welcome back, 390 Millionaires. You might not recognize my voice as Holly's, but this is Mike. Holly's not joining us this week. So new host, and uh, Holly usually throws it to me first, so I'm doing good. I'm doing great. I won last week. I was desperate for a win. I can't say anything other than that. Just uh, living on a high, and uh, Suds, how are you? I'm doing really, really well. It's nice to uh, have a different calming voice. throwing to me and it's nice to go second i also won last week but i don't want to brag too much about it um instead i will explain why i'm not bragging about it by throwing to our guest this week and a big thanks to our guest for showing up last week but not even did actually beat him not only our guest we've dubbed him a co-host this week he got promoted from last week my apologies co-host jay how are you tonight I'm well. Thanks, guys. Uh, it, it's great to be here. It's great to see a, a promotion. Uh, I've been putting in the hard work, nose to the grindstone, and, and, and that hard work is paying off. Uh, I could not be happier. That's a lie, actually, guys. I could be happier. I could be happier mm-hmm. if I won mm-hmm. last week. As Suds uh, uh, very kindly did not overextend on, he beat me. Um, I was down a quarterback. Um, it, was a, it was a tough go. Things were looking okay, but then all of the random players that Suds picked up off the waiver wire that were just sitting there every last one of them scored a touchdown uh and that was that was personally devastating to me so we're looking to to get back on the horse um ride that train um and and get a victory this week that's the hope thanks for jay for bringing that up that my waiver claims were uh incredibly astute pickups Mm -hmm. because i definitely would have brought it up myself either way but it's nice to uh show yourself as humble occasionally have someone else do it for you so i appreciate that and already you're a better (laughs) co-host than what we're used to what co-hosts do that's it. They're there for each other. And uh, we don't have any editing on the show, and I have no way to hand-do this. So, Suds, can you move your mic closer to your mouth? It's a little low. Oh, no. <laughs> Perfect. There's no way that will damage it. Yeah. That's it's foolproof. Okay. I think that should be better. Cool. So, um, with no Holly this week, we had to get um, Jimmy to write the headlines. Holly usually writes them. So a little worried about the quality of them. But uh, Jay, as the uh, guest host tonight, I'll have you read them out for the second week in a row. Absolutely. Now, if there's anything that I learned from my last couple of stints here on the podcast, it's to read these verbatim letter for letter to the word. So that's what we're going to do. Put a little spice on it, but this is going to be straight up. Everything that's good is uh, from Jimmy. Everything that's bad is also from Jimmy. And we know that he's on thin ice to begin with. So let's go through this. A chase up the hill, Renfrode away the victory, falling to our fave Roman numeral team, who really gauged this week well, scoring more points. 
LMDH tells CD's nuts to suck on my green dill as they take the win in the lowest scoring match of the season. Yes, even lower than what Holly called the mid-season ass bowl. So what do we call this one? That's easy. Distended ass bowl. (laughs) I made that last part up. If it was good, that's on me. Not Jimmy. Fuck Jimmy. The digested kneecaps digest my can'ts woods in spectacular fashion, cupping the balls as he does it. Hopefully, my can't believe it's not Howell can rugs it off for next week. Don Kedick fucks up Flacco like he was jonesing for his sister cousin. Flacco was heard saying, that's too hard, man. Get the Heineke out of here. Burrows the Steel lives up to his name and Rob Insons won from Jigaguts. Peoples Jones didn't he play Ryan get your head out of your ass. D&D is a ma home wrecker in this one. Slay Tun Ing, the lifeless fish who remains the pits of this league. That was absolutely incredible. And I actually, as we were going through that, have a challenge for the listeners in the league to name how many puns there were in that because reading along with it i'm sure that there were a lot that were missed um it was pretty impressive yeah good job jimmy that was great yeah jimmy one of the best things he's ever done i'd say Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. felt a little bit like he was sucking up to our humor though a little bit but i'm really starting to lose the need for you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. a certain certain someone else Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. these responsibilities are clearly covered We've got it. We've got a nail down. Seamless show so far. Seamless. And then uh, that's going to bring us out to the waiver wire. Usually uh, Holly will chuck that to me, but I'm going to do a little flipper and I'm going to flip it over to Suds, the digested kneecaps. What's going on out there in the waiver wire this week? Uh, absolutely. I can take this on, especially since it is posted right in front of me. So at the beginning, um, we'll uh, credit Dungeons and Dax, a.k.a. Nolan, for getting Randall Cobb bidding $1. Uh, outbidding a couple people or one person, and then, Mike, you bet zero. Why ever would you only bid zero? <laughs> uh, there's a very good reason for that, and that's because I have no money, not even that $1. Ex- that explains why you refused to bid any money on the Cincinnati defense, who was clearly worth the $2 spent on them by Burroughs the Steel, which uh, I can't I always mix up Gertie and Neville's team names. They're both bad. That's Gertie. That's Gertie. So, Gertie, congratulations on the Cincinnati defense. Not much more to say about that. Sorry, Hall, well, bidding $1. Not quite enough. And then an interesting one here, Danish showing up on the waiver wire. Lifeless Fish bidding $10 on Boston Scott. Finally spending some money doing it on a Philadelphia running back. Um, I mean, I don't know how great that is but why don't we interrupt me for a second and get some analysis mm-hmm. on this from you guys it's definitely my favorite thing about you suds having podcasted with you for a while now that you interrupt yourself and it's great so i appreciate that about you so i don't have to interrupt you for you um i'm gonna throw this one to jay first i want to get jay's first co-host spotlight opinion on this boston scott going to the, the fish well if i had to look at it one way you say okay 
Lifeless Fish hasn't made a lot of moves. He makes this move. $10 isn't a splash. Um, you know, uh, the next highest bid, obviously, being 2 bucks, kind of says, okay, maybe overspent. I think there's very limited potential for, for breakout. You're not paying for breakout. This isn't somebody who is the next guy up behind CMC or something, right? This is a guy who should get some touches um, and could be the guy if Gainwell, you know, breaks his face. So I'm surprised he's going to spend $10, uh, especially when he's not spending that much money um, elsewhere in, in the waiver to get a guy who should be you hope gets you to a flex floor for two weeks. Uh, it, it's a little bit expensive. Um, you would have liked to see that be closer to the $5 thing, but, uh, but Hey, you know, maybe miles is done for a little bit longer than we all think. And Boston serves as a serviceable RB two floor at best. And then all of a sudden you think you're doing okay with 10 bucks. So that's a, uh, that's the, um, the generous reading of it from my opinion. It's good. Can't really argue with that. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I don't see the huge upside in it, um, but he's got Sanders, so I guess he's kind of thinking I can lock in some touches with this pick. But yeah, a little interesting. But uh, like you said, so it's good to see the lifeless fish maybe flopping a little bit on that deck of futility. That was fucking eloquent. Uh, and the only thing I'll add to that is he spent ten dollars and is now at ninety total. Um, I might be correct in saying this, but maybe it's a bias. I think that the it's much less likely that you have big, big budget waiver stuff happening later in the season. And so maybe he just listened to us last week and decided he can spend some money just to mm-hmm. make sure he gets some of these players that are a little bit uh, hopeful bangs. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, other than that, um, a couple more before I get to the lead one here. Mike, congratulations on getting Devonta Freeman and spending zero dollars. That's actually not bad. Uh, I like that. <laughs> a bit of a bargain there. Yeah, you got zero dollars. Nolan bid on him as well, but had the lower priority. So um, I actually like that. Uh, that won me the guy week. With zero dollars. It's crazy because no one, I was just like hoping that would slip under the radar because that was after the first run. This was last oh, week. Oh, you're right. Sorry, this was last yeah, week. I was, so sorry. I, I included it because that was we, October 24th. Yeah, we wouldn't have discussed it. Um, but yeah, that slipped under the radar. No one put any money towards him, which I was kind of surprised about. And thankfully, Nolan had a lower priority. So, as Jay said, you pick players that randomly scored touchdowns, and Devonta Freeman, I think, rushed for four yards and got me a touchdown, and I won my match by like three points. So, here we are. Very, very nice. It's too bad we didn't have another person on the podcast who could have. Uh, promoted that for you but uh, nonetheless congratulations and then lastly before oh yeah sorry and then i actually was involved i got Devonte parker for two dollars overspending by two dollars mm-hmm. the only other bidder was uj uh with zero dollars obviously neither one of us cared that much but i figured he was a nice little stash that's a win's a win there sudsy yeah, a win's a win, and I'm not mad about $2 at all. And then the big one of the week goes to our co-host who is not here, Liv McCaffrey or Die Hard, a.k.a. Bo Delabo, a.k.a. Coward, got Sterling Shepard for $7, outbidding a chase up the hill, Dungeons and Dax, each bidding three, and UJ thinking you might be able to get him for zero. So I guess... I don't know. Do we care about this one? It was the most expensive bid other than the Boston Scott, the busiest bidding war of the week, but I don't really care. 
No, I don't think there's much there. I mean, Sterling could be okay, but it's Daniel Jones, and if Neville's taught me anything, Daniel Jones is straight to hell from here on out. So, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Anyway, that kind of covers it. That's um, that's all we've done. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, Mike, for throwing to me. No problem. Did you mention the Randall Cobb one, or did I just blank out for that? Uh, I meant to do it first. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, that was yeah because I, I said you bid zero and then I asked you why you bid oh, zero. Oh right, right, right. I didn't yeah. want to mention that that was a sneaky good pickup. I think I got fixated on the zero dollar part. Um, sneaky good pickup in hindsight. I don't think he or was was it announced that Adams done at the time? Anyways, either way, I think now with all those receivers out tonight, Cobb's gonna have a big night. And I don't know if Nolan's starting him. So check that. But I think he should. He is. Good on him. Smart. Doesn't need Way to go, advice. buddy. Doesn't need our Way advice. to go, kiddo. Um, divisions. We need to uh, talk about those divisions out there. And usually uh, I do the two championships. Asterisk, Holly does the seven championships. And Suds, you do the two championships. So we can keep that same uh, methodology. And Jay, you'll take the seven championships. So I'll give you about 30 seconds while I analyze the first division to prepare. Absolutely. So in talking about the seven championships, um, we have a clear divide. Um, we've got CD's Nuts, number one, and they are not joking. In their division, they're number one. In the league, they're number three. Um, but there's a good amount of distance between CD's Nuts and everybody else in that league. So if I am uh, anybody else in the seven championship league, I'm a little bit worried. Uh, Andre's team has been rolling, um, has a very decent, um, though certainly not the top uh, points for uh, in the league. Um, but I think uh, he's lost one now. Um, you're hoping that he continues that losing streak because there's, uh, as we see in the, the league, as a whole, there's room to be gained. I don't think there's there's very few people um, who are dead in the water. Uh, there's at least one team that's dead in the water for sure. But everybody else has a good chance. And so I think Andre's feeling good about making the playoffs. He's not too worried about what comes, but the rest of that uh, division is, is hoping for some turnaround in the luck department because it's, uh, it's not going their way right now. Good. That's great analysis. And that's even without the 30 seconds I said I was going to give you because I fully intended to talk about the first division first, but you just ran with it. That was fantastic. I'm sorry I misheard. I thought you needed the 30 seconds, and so you were throwing it to me because you know that I'm always prepared. No, no, no. That's I was... right. He's a, he's a host now. He's not a guest. We don't need to give him 30 seconds. <laughs> that's true. Um, two championships asterisk. This one is now tied. It's a tight race. You have the first and second place teams up there. Neville and Ryan... Neville threw away his week last week. We'll talk about that a little more later. Um, Ryan's team has just looked solid. I think through and through, he's just he doesn't really have a a running back who's gonna like blow you away, but he's got like four or five guys who are like middle of the pack and are gonna put up a good floor every week for him. So um, and he went in on Josh Allen pretty early, so his team's looking pretty good. Curtis is looking to stay alive. I know he's in some trade talks. We've had some discussions. He told me he's talked to some other people in the league. This division's interesting for the top three. And as Jay alluded to, there is one league mate who's maybe out of the running, and that's the lifeless fish who is just still flopping around, throwing, you know, just trying to do anything. But it's not. He's not really succeeding at this point. Good points, though not as eloquent as your previous comments. 
I will take the two championships division, the last division. Last week, I was very complimentary of this division and how exciting it is. And for the most part, it's kind of stayed in that sense. They're sitting fourth, fifth, seventh, and eighth uh, in the league. Hallwell, then Gertie, then Nolan and Jay. You and Nolan are at the back at three and four. Gertie at four and three, which should be embarrassing for everybody involved, not just this division. And Hallwell still with getting a few more points for, but still, still winning games somehow. Um, very interesting here. This his team mm-hmm. doing what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, still close this division. The only team to lose was unfortunately our co-host Jay. Um, and you and I actually talked about this, Jay, that your team actually did put up a good showing, despite your like you had some woes and you put up a good score. But um, my team uh, decided to turn up against you, so. Nothing, nothing negative about your team. Just a, a tough week. So you now on a two-game losing streak really need to turn things around. But thankfully, only two games back of the lead. And the leader is a team who I don't think quite deserves to be 5-2. and two. So anyway, this division's just as exciting as ever. And uh, gosh, I cannot wait till next week. I, uh, thanks for that. That was great. Very elegant. 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 <laughs> um, do want to point out across the league, though, we've got five, I think it's five teams tied for that sixth playoff spot currently at three and four. And as Jay alluded to, a lot of teams in the mix. Um, one team I want to point out specifically, though, started 0-3, Burrows the Steel, Gertie is on a four-game winning streak, sitting fifth, and I think, I don't know if we talked much shit about him on this podcast, and... Uh, He's turned it around. It's uh, We'll see if he can sustain it. He's not like blowing the doors off of anything, but uh, he's there. What do you guys think about Gertie's team? Do you think he's going to maintain it, or do you think he'll miss out on the playoffs this year? Well, I'll, I'll take that because I did just click on his team because we were going to talk about him. And I, I mean, looking at his roster, I feel just the same way I did about it seven weeks ago when we were making fun of it. Uh, I'm surprised about this four game win streak uh more power to him for doing it but no this is not a playoff Mm -hmm. team this league should be embarrassed if this is a playoff team yeah i think uh the the quickest thing you need to do a look and it's not everything we know it's not everything but you look at the points for on that team and he is dead last in the league for points for um uh, and he's got a little bit of a cushion between him and the next kind of grouping of of teams uh when it comes to points for so this is a a run of luck uh, and i think that luck is going to run out soon uh, and i don't think that bros the the steel is going to steal his way into the playoff conversation nice i don't often like to correct people also if it hurts me um, but I am, in fact, the lowest scoring team in the league, Jay. Oh, my God. There's a team that has only 600 <laughs> points. For Sorry, I just didn't even. I looked at the lowest you just seven, 700. So no, it's it. fair. It's fair. I'll, but I'll call myself out on that one. Uh, it's been a it's been a tough start to the year. Listen, you know what? Co-hosts also give each other constructive criticism, and I appreciate that. All good. Your your analysis of our division featured some very constructive criticism that um, though I don't blame you for still will make me cry myself to sleep tonight. Mm. How we grow. But how's that different from any other night? I won't be masturbating. Mm. That is different. So I hear. And then um, what do we want to do? Do we want to talk about trades or do we want to go to the mystery source? 
Uh, aren't they the same thing? Kind of. But one is us talking about trades and the other one is hearing from the mystery source. What was the trade? There was a trade. Or was there a trade this week? No. No. I hyped everyone up for a trade last week and uh, it didn't happen. That's right. Uh, yeah. The chub oh. flew half mast throughout yeah. the week. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Oh, there were, nice. there was much some... like mine will be on my way to bed tonight as I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was what I was alluding to last week was yeah, Chubb may go. As I said, I thought there was a couple times he was gone. And my mission last week with moving Chubb was to win last week. And I won last week, so now I've kind of reevaluated that stance. We'll see. I'm still open to talks, but I'm not pushing it like I was a week ago. And then the other deal I thought would go down was a flex, and I actually didn't ask him permission to talk about this trade, but I'm going to talk about it anyway, um, because uh, Curtis can deal with it. I offered Curtis Claypool for Khalil Herbert, just so I could have a flex fill-in last week, and he had wanted nothing to do with it, and I think he was kind of crazy to turn that down. Yeah, I would agree with that, I think. Um, Khalil Herbert has had some good weeks recently, but he's not the starter. And soon, well, I mean, so, sorry, soon he won't be the starter versus getting Chase Claypool is huge. So, yeah, like you say, you're just trying to fill in the the gaps. So a bit of a miss there um, by Curtis, I would say, but also, you know, not fucking with your team is never a bad thing either. I have a feeling Curtis may have been a little bit worried about um, uh the possibilities because with Khalil Herbert, you still have a possibility in front of you. Like you say, he's got a couple good weeks. And so you don't want to go and find out that Montgomery isn't coming back uh, uh, when expected. And all of a sudden you could have had Herbert who, you know, has won the starting job essentially in that backfield right now. Whereas with Claypool, you know what you're getting and it's good, you know, but you know what it is. Um, so I wouldn't be too surprised if, uh, if that uh, uh, Curtis got the yips about the possibilities that may or may not be there for Herbie um, versus Chase. And and again, Curtis is also, um, he is sitting at three and four. He is in the sixth place. Um, mm-hmm. And he's got a good team, a team that's performing. And uh, he's got Derrick Henry. So, uh, you know, don't mess with a good thing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. All those expressions and stuff. Um, I don't blame him much for that. Though I do I do agree with you, Mike, that you, you were offering him. That's a pretty sweet deal there. Yeah, totally. And uh, yeah, it didn't work out. I think it's... Sometimes the best trades you make are the ones you don't make, right? That's right. So, speaking um, of which, <laughs> before we go to the uh, the mystery uh, uh, guest, mm-hmm. um, uh, I just want to use this time because I've got a question for both of you, and then maybe you haven't been involved. But uh, in the past uh, week, were either of you propositioned for a three way? Huh. Interesting. I don't know about proposition, but I was told when I inquired about a certain player that I could get another certain player as part of a three-way trade. Um, so I was very curious to know what was going on. Suds? Yeah, they were, all I can really say... Well, Suds, yeah, please answer. Let me know. No, no? I, have not, okay. I have not been a part of anything that I know of. I have. There has been a couple people I've talked to, but not in a sense that gave me there was another team involved. Yeah, no, just rumors, uh, really. I nothing I want to tell you, but, but rumors that there was uh, some some big things brewing, uh, 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 an orgy of options, if you will. I, I have. This is the first time hearing about this, but I know with one hundred percent certainty who initiated these three way <laughs> trades. Yeah. Really? 
Do you want to uh, yes. share? And Jay doesn't need to say yes or no. Well, I, no, I actually know as well, which has since been confirmed because I looked at Jay's roster and the player <laughs> coming my way is on Jay's <laughs> roster. <laughs> That's uh, how you know. Well, I, I don't want to reveal who I'm positive it is, but let me just say that it rhymes with Schmatrick. Schmall well. I was going to make that funnier, and then I just had nowhere to go with it. Okay. It's okay. He's not here. He's forgotten. Yeah. He's too busy trying to do three-way trades. <laughs> Absolutely. Good guess. Good guess. I don't know if a three-way trade's ever been done. In fact, I don't even know how that would necessarily go down. Because someone could just pull the rug out from under someone, because they've got to get processed and then reset. Yeah, interesting. We should maybe address that right now on the podcast and we can get confirmation from the commissioner, but perhaps like a, there needs to be some sort of electronic signature on three-way trades before they're completed. Mm. And the punishment is kicking the person out of the league if they fleece. Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, a three-way definitely uh, to Pelt's point would have to be a, a word is my bond kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And knowing both myself and everyone else in this league, we would definitely need to have some checks and balances in place. Yeah. Because the trust, knowing, knowing myself, <laughs> I like that. Good self awareness there. Because the trust, according to our good friend Curtis, is at an all time low in three ninety millionaires. No one is trusting anyone out there. It's a it's a harsh landscape. Um, Speak for yourself. Sorry, one other one other matter. Well, we've kind of gotten into it here, so let's talk a little bit about um, Neville's trade last week. Do you think he's eating a big? bowl of regret soup um and it's only one loss for him uh but it's got a sting to see you trading away daniel jones getting some backlash from some people in the league and then losing because of it yeah i think that case of instant karma slash instant regret slash buyer's remorse is is a tough one to take you want to see that pan out right away now if i'm if i'm neville i'm going to kind of keep a closed lips about the whole thing not incur any additional wrath from my league mates and and let the season play out because you don't make a trade for one week of course you make it for the for the season so if he can at the end of the season point to the trade and specifically say well this you know this got me into a, a buy position or this got me all the way through uh then great but uh, uh, not great is the trade so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And um, I would continue to speak negatively about it um, when it comes to Neville. But I will say, it wasn't it him that brought this to our attention in the chat. It so, was. So as a, <laughs> as a human being, I would just like to shout out Neville for for that, um, mm-hmm. despite his you know fantasy failings uh, as yeah. a human. Not not so bad in this one instance. Mm-hmm. Now, I see you trying to give Neville props, um, but since he's not a co-host, I immediately want to point to the fact that Neville knows us, and he may have just trying to been getting out in front of it before any of us got to Ooh. it, which is, like, smart, but also kind of like, mm, let us bring it up so that you look worse. Like, Right, trying, right. Don't, don't mm-hmm. get out in front of it, mm-hmm. you know? like the, friend, the friendly thing to do would have been to let us bring it up, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, see, I see what you're saying. You're a piece of shit, Neville. <laughs> Listen, his words, not ours. Yeah. And then I don't want to know if this may become a weekly segment on the show, uh, but Suds talked a bit, a little bit about it last week. I'm going to talk about it again. And Suds and I had a conversation about it too, that Danish is quietly, and I hesitate to say this, but I'm going to say it on air because I don't hold back. 
he's slipping into my can't territory a little bit with his lack of activity minus that ten dollar um, bid. He's been last in the league for a couple years. I'm starting to get a little bit worried. I'm trying to talk to him, work through some trades. And his response to me yesterday was, I'm not totally ignoring you, but I'll look at this tomorrow. And then today, he rejected a trade I sent him five days ago and didn't add anything else to the other questions that I asked him and left me on red. Um, so I'm a little bit frustrated slash disappointed with uh, that league mate just uh, venting my feelings right now. Yeah, I think uh, I'll jump in there. Um, I've already talked to a couple of football-interested friends mm -hmm. asked what they were doing next year. For I'm no sure. reason. Yeah, just <laughs> not for <laughs> no reason. Just asking to see what they're what they're up to. And what they say? Oh, we have we have some very available um, people who are living in this time zone. Yeah, that's, that's the key. That's that's what I was going to say. Was the time zone changes people? The meatballs change people. That's mm -hmm. what I'm learning. So, sorry, we're talking about replacing Hallwall right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Enough of the four for one trade offers. Oh, those are good. Yeah. <laughs> those are fantastic. Um, last bit of news on the trade front that I do need to share because uh, Curtis asked me to. All he said to me, and I'm just going to say it as he said, do me a favor and call Holly a salesman on the pod tonight and then follow that up with dirty salesman. So, Holly, Curtis wants you to know you're a dirty salesman. And I uh, don't really know that's what he's alluding to or what he's alluding to but uh it's out there curtis that's that's great i'm glad you're involved but please don't involve us in your sex games with hallwell <laughs> fair fair call it that's right you can call him a dirty salesman anywhere <laughs> but here it's a public forum yeah yeah I'm trying to take the trying to put the spotlight back on old co-host holly when we got new co-host jay here mm -hmm. need to keep it in the now yeah, Curtis, why don't you let me know what you want me to call you? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> That's a great question. Great question. We'll have, to, we'll have to send that in the chat next week. Get the answer. Um, Jay, what are you drinking? I just saw a can. Yeah, we got a delicious uh, session IPA called Balls Falls from uh, Bench Brewing Company, uh, helpfully located in Beamsville, Ontario. Oh. Uh, it's an independent uh, craft brewery, a nice, uh, easy drinking beer, but a little bit of flavor to kick your night off in the right direction. Very nice. Very nice. A little bit of Thursday night football warm me up. That's exactly right. Beauty. And speaking of warm me ups, I'm warmed up for the mystery guests. Mystery guest. Mystery source. Mystery source. He's not a guest. Don't get too excited, everyone. Um, I've got his usual gambit here, his or her, sorry. And there's no riddle, so sorry to let everyone down. Oh, wow. We do not there's have no a riddle. It's a big change. There's no riddle. That's, that's oh. big news. But I can't control what the mystery guest, fuck, mystery source does. <laughs> Guys, hosting's a lot of pressure here, okay? Yeah, not easy, this lark, <laughs> is it? No, and usually I get things thrown to me. I'm trying to keep the show moving, and man, we need to get Jimmy on here. Give him a shot. All right, week eight from the mystery source. Although the trades have seized since last week's blockbuster, the rumor mill's working harder than Sud's right hand. <laughs> a lot of Sud's masturbation coming up on this. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> and speaking of the life lifelong virgin... There have been at least two people to report Suds' approach to him about upgrading his QB2. 
Maybe one of these days, trading a million bench players for a superstar will be worth it. But for now, he can fuck right off. Wonder who he's alluding to there. Okay, I'll just can I interrupt here and mm-hmm. say that um, some people's bench players are starters on other teams. <laughs> That's true. Really strong point. Really strong point. Like Khalil Herbert on my team last week. Yeah. <laughs> The busiest manager of the week has been the closeted puppy abuser. <laughs> Reading this out loud right now. After telling us he was close to a deal last week, everyone was not at all surprised to learn that it fell through. Sometimes things just don't work out. Sometimes people massively overvalue literally their entire team. Wonder which one this was. That'll remain a mystery. This week, Dana seems to be more present on the other side of the pond. He's had a long conversation with at least one member of the league regarding upgrading his wide receivers. Getting a top wide receiver would be huge for Danish's team because then he only has to improve his running backs, depth on the bench, and the rest of his wide receivers. <laughs> and his quarterback. Oh, look at world. I should read these before so I don't laugh so hard reading them live. Despite... Hmm? It's cute. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you're cute, man. You're cute. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Despite offers coming his way, Nolan seems to be satisfied with his team and has stayed quiet on the negotiation front. The source would like to say that they can satisfy Nolan more than his team ever could, and he would certainly not be able to stay quiet. Wow. And that's it. Four quick points. Wow. Uh, mystery guest being a little lazy this week. Yeah, so, I mean, the takeaways are suds. You're trying to trade your bench players to so talk about four for one. Trying to pull some foursies for onesies or what? I can confirm that's true. Um, that I have only to one person. Uh, and it was reasonable. And we're not talking anymore, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you, and it was probably reasonable, um, but you're probably just waiting for another trade to fall on your lap anyways, so why put in the work? Yeah, exactly. I don't even... I, maybe I was just... I was riding the high of last week and forgot that I just have to sit back and let them come to me. You're right. I would be curious to know who uh, Danish had a long conversation with and what we would qualify as a long conversation, um, mm-hmm. because for me, it's a text every four days once. I would also be interested in knowing uh, who that person's long distance phone carrier is because mm. he must be getting a great rate. Yeah, absolutely. It, goodness gracious, they must. Well, that's it. Anything else uh, on the trade corner, guys? You guys want to uh, discuss anything you guys are looking to do for your team? Suds besides QB2? Uh, well, the QB2 is, and I want, I want a little bit more depth at running back, though I'm not as worried thanks to the Tony Pollard edition. Uh, last week um, so mostly I'm focused on seeing if I can upgrade my QB2 but I'm pretty comfortable with it right now it's just right now between Tannehill and Jones it's not superstar level quite so mm. an improvement would be great but not completely necessary Jay what about you are you uh, looking to make any moves here 
feeling good. Uh, really went uh, hard to the uh, the moves. Try to make a lot of stuff happen last week to get out of my um, t- uh, Tyrod Taylor is not going to play last weekend issues. I did not get around them, so we're in a we're in a hold fast position. But there's always moves to be made. Um, is one of the the few people who's made moves so far this season. Uh, always looking to see what's out there, uh, and you know we'll, we'll see what goes. I think um, uh, we remain hopeful, as we say. Uh, a lot of people at three and four, we remain hopeful. We'll see how it goes. And I heard a rumor you might be open to a three way. Um, yeah, uh, given the right proposition, the right parties involved, mm-hmm. wide open. Sounds like you could uh, talk to the source and Nolan. Okay, you know, three way. <laughs> it does seem like more of a watching scenario uh, based on what the mystery source said, but uh, again, something that I'm I'm open to seeing. Mm. Well, we know Holly loves to watch, so you're filling that shoes quite well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, injury news: uh, Jimmy didn't have too much time to populate this section of the outline. Um, Baker looks like he's back. Chubb might be back for the Browns. Um, Seems awfully focused on my fantasy team for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, any other big injury news this week? Uh, you, you guys are hearing out there? I've got uh, one well, big one. Sorry, Sudsy. Uh, you want to go ahead? Well, I was just going to say that... Um, actually, you know what? No, I'll, I'll ask Jay here. Um, this is the segment that I do every week, and I'm the only one who enjoys it. But Jay, what is the percentage that Christian McCaffrey is back, say, this <laughs> week and then also end of season? Oh boy, um, I say there's a 25% chance he's back this week, 75% chance that he plays again this season. Oh, much more optimistic than Hollow. Mm-hmm. Okay, good, good to know. That's all I had. Um, I can certainly pull up injury reports, but for now, Jay, what did what did you want to say? Well, I've got a big one that I'm actually going to hold on to uh, as we go through the um, uh, matches this week because it's it's really going to have a huge impact on one of the matches. Um, nothing's guaranteed. You never know, but I'm going to hold on to that one. Saquon looks like he is good to go this week, which is exciting. Um, so that's kind of our, our one other uh, big mm-hmm. one. Um, but, uh, yeah, stay tuned to hear another one that uh, has uh, breaking news for us all. Uh, and depending on when this goes live, may have a huge effects on one of the matchups that I'm taking a look at this week. Wow, that's that's a cliffhanger, if I've ever heard one. Also, I think we should keep this section short because we have 12 minutes until a hard stop and still need to do the game analysis. Hard stop around 7.30, yeah. Yeah. Um, great call, though. Uh, fuck the other injuries. Let's move to the game analysis. No one cares do about it. whatever else is going on in there. Um, let's recap the standings and the games last week. It was actually a very successful week last week, and as Sud said... A lot of us picked the same games. Uh, myself, Holly, and Suds all going four and one. Jay, three and three. One game back. Not a bad showing. Holly's twenty-one and fifteen on the year. Suds, you're eighteen and sixteen. I am five hundred at eighteen and eighteen. And guest, you are above five hundred now at thirteen and eleven. So coming in strong. Uh, we're gonna move into this week's matchups. And first one up is uh, host on host or host on past host. Crime. Pelt versus Holly. Jay, we're going to throw this one to you. What's going to happen out there? 
Absolutely. And this is where the big news update, the injury update is going to come in. So before we get to that, let's take a look at these teams. I think we addressed it already. The first thing off the top is how is Hallwell five and two? Um, he's got T.Y. Hilton and Callaway as his wide receiver two and three. And those are both just prayers. Um, you got uh, Jamal Williams as your RB2 and he's barely clearing five points. It's like you know, would I trade Alex Madison for him? No, I wouldn't. I would never do that trade. Uh, but he did, and there it is. Jalen Hurts has required uh, garbage time constantly to get his big, big boy points. And Hallwell, we know, loves to talk about how many points he gets. He's going up against a Detroit team that could have garbage time in Philadelphia's favor. But Detroit has been doing some very weird stuff with Dan Campbell at the helm. Can they get far enough either behind or ahead to get that garbage time? So really what we're relying on here is Austin Eckler, who has been a king shit for Hallwell throughout the season. But breaking news, Austin Eckler did not practice today. Uh, a big surprise add to the injury uh, report. That's a that's a midweek DNP that you do not like to see from a guy who missed a lot of last year mm -hmm. with a hammy, missed a couple, almost missed a game uh, at the beginning of the season, had some hammy issues. So do not practice in the middle of the week. If Eckler is uh, a no good to go, <laughs> I do not want to be here. Um, so oh. right now Eckler's playing, and I'm picking Hallwell just because he's got some weird juju on his team. Um, uh, you know, Pelts. I'm not worried. You got Jimmy G and Bridgewater as your QBs, which is a yikes. You're really, really hoping Chubbs returns and to get that going. Yeah. Um, right now, it's a close matchup. Could go either way. I'm going with Hallwell because somehow he's five and two. I think that continues. But if Eckler doesn't play, then this totally swings around. It's good. It's fair analysis. Can't disagree with much there. The Eckler news is huge. Um, as you're we talking, I just scooped up Joshua Kelly. So I'm going to try to block Hallwell as much as I can if that were to come to fruition. Um, and I'll think about it further here. Maybe I should just pick up the other two running backs as well. Why the heck not? You got to win. You play to win the game. You don't play That's to right. just play. That's absolutely you right. play to win the game. I think I'm up next, aren't I? I was just going to summarize the picks quickly uh, before we jump to that. Uh Suds and myself have Pelt winning, and Jay has Holly winning, as you just said. And Holly doesn't have his picks in, so there's that. Now over Ugh. to you, Suds. Andre versus Ryan. Thanks, buddy. So, Andre versus Ryan, and I agree with Jay that his uh, analysis, the game he was analyzing, sorry, was a close one. And this one I am analyzing is not, which is unfortunate. We've got the second-place team versus the third-place team. Ryan versus Andre, both at five and two, and we expect big things. But unfortunately, when you go through Andre's lineup, it is not a week with big things. And actually, as I'm looking through this live, I I don't like this team very much right now. He's obviously struggling. His bench is a fucking mess. Um, so definitely a bad week for Andre, but also he's going to have to be very active going forward because... Uh, He's going to have some struggles. But on the other side of things, Ryan's got everybody clicking. He's got Josh Allen versus Miami. I can stop there, basically. Um, he's uh, he's actually has a pretty good week. He's only missing Josh Jacobs, who's actually not even really a starter on his team. And Russell Wilson, obviously, is a big loss. But he's able to put Sam Darnold in there. Sam Darnold's struggling. Um, has a matchup against Atlanta. He'll at least get a few points there. Um, 
versus Andre, who does not have a tight end in there, which means automatic lost, uh, is playing hasty uh, in the flex and in the super flex is playing Jets quarterback. The Michael White, who I would be surprised if he plays the entire game. So this one is an easy Ryan uh, victory from me. And it seems like so far we are unanimous, though Hallwall has not put in his picks mm-hmm. yet. A lot of oof there happening for Andre's team. It's going to be a tough one. I will say something for his team in general, looking at it, looking at his bench. I feel like Andre's like a move away from being a championship team. And that's not trying to coerce him into trading with me. That's a, an honest statement. I feel like he needs to either get like a top wide receiver or a stronger RB2 to really help push him over the top. Otherwise, I think his team's solid. This week, it's rough. Um, it, it, but the, the problem he's having is he has no depth. That's it. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But even outside of that, I think he's, when you go up against the big boys in the playoffs, Yeah, it's going to be tough. Yeah, for sure. So Andre trade with me. Uh, matchup three. We're going to Curtis. Oh, no, we're not. Sorry. We're going to Suds and Danish. This one should be a quick, easy analysis that I've uh, got right here. You've got the digested kneecaps, lifeless fish. Projections are actually kind of close. I'm giving this edge to my division mate, mostly because Barkley's looking like he's going to play. I think his wide receivers, he's got Amari Cooper somehow after that debacle of a trade last week. Uh, he'll slide in his wide receiver three. Cup is like on pace to um, break Calvin Johnson's record or something stupid at this point. Um, so no worries there. And A.J. Brown, I think, has gotten better with Tennessee every week. I love his wide receivers. His quarterbacks are okay. He's up against Mahomes and Ryan. I think Danish hasn't beat there. But I don't like Danish's wide receivers necessarily with... Uh, Moore, who's started hot, but he's calmed down. Myers can't score a touchdown to save his life. Sanders, we know, could be out. He's got my boy Kyle Pitts. We all know what he's done lately, so that's a plus. Um, But overall, I think this will be somewhat close, as the projections say, because both teams are fairly healthy. But I think Barkley and Jones will push sides over. And the board says suds all across the board. So we're all very smart. Curtis, Kurt and Gert, as Jay likes to say. Uh, Jay, you got this one. Kurt and Gert. So uh, the headline here is uh, that weird four-game winning streak um, for Gert comes to a a disastrous and and, um, quick end. I think you look here at uh, uh, Curtis' team, and I think the the real story is uh, Derek Henry, Khalil Herbert, um, as kind of that one-two punch um, is just uh, looks good. Mike Evans probably not going to go for three TDs, but a strong digs. Maybe he has this breakout game. Buffalo against Miami, you got to think it's a possibility. Um, there's not much to, to, to dislike uh, on Curtis's team, especially that other than his defense and his tight end, all of his players are double-digit projections, and it's hard to find fault in any of that. Um, I think Winston could be a bit of a worry against a, a smart TB team we could get um interception winston rather than td winston but other than that you really don't have a lot of worries uh with his team if you go over to gertz uh gert is starting equiminius st brown which is never a good sign 
You don't want to see that on your team. Now, sure, we're looking at um, uh, Devonte Adams out, but that's that's going to be a Randall Cobb show, uh, and that's probably going to be uh, an Aaron Jones show. So we're not too worried about that. You got Tua going against Buffalo, which you cannot be a huge fan of. That doesn't feel good. Um, um, but the one thing that he does have going for him right now is that you've got the Cincinnati D who have been very decent uh, and they're going against the Jets. So that might be 25 points right there. Um, and if that happens, then, hey, maybe he's got a prayer. But other than that prayer, he's just uh, he's going to be joining Suds masturbating, sadly, on a Monday night when he loses by a lot of points to Mr. Donkey Dick. Well said. Well wrapped up, and uh, we've all got Curtis. We've all got Kurt. Next match, uh, N versus N, Neville and Nolan. Suds, who's uh, going to win that one? Uh, so Neville and Nolan, uh, I got distracted there. So right now, the Neville versus Nolan is actually, it's, it's projected about 12 points uh, in favor of Neville. Uh, the big, the big, big comparison here is that Nolan has the better quarterbacks by a significant number with Dak Prescott and Tom Brady uh, versus Neville's Trevor Lawrence and Geno Smith. Uh, quite a big difference there. However, as we know, despite the trade, Neville's team up the middle is probably the best team um, in the wide receiver running back category or one of the best teams for sure with Tyreek, Jamar Chase, Mike Williams, Daryl Henderson, James Robinson. Uh, Jonathan Williams in the flex, not bad. He's just rolling. Uh, I think he gets this win. Sorry, Nolan, you're you're having a bit of a struggle as well. Um, he's the rest of his lineup is kind of weak. He's, he's, he's got a bit of depth, but nothing that can quite put him over the top of Neville, I would say. Um, and I'll I'll leave it at that for the sake of time, other than to say that uh, I have picked Neville. Jay has picked Neville. And Mike, you picked Nolan, so we do have some difference there. Finally, mm-hmm. I think uh, Neville's cursed. He made the trade; it's going to curse him. He's starting Gino again. It's bad juju all around. The only thing I don't like for Nolan, I think he'll be solid throughout. Looking at that lineup, because I think Cobb's underprojected. Um, is Booker based on Barkley playing? He doesn't really have a running back to plug in there. Maybe Penny, but I don't think Penny's going to do too much against Jacksonville either. So. That's the one weak spot I see for Nolan, and uh, you never know. That's why we play on Sunday. You never, Nolan. Nailed it. Last matchup, Mike H. versus uh, newly crowned co-host Jay. This one's tight. This one will be good. I think when I look at these two teams, what I really like about Jay's team, all in all, is your quarterbacks. I've been very envious of them all year when I look at your team. I'm like, shit. And that's going to win you this matchup, I think, over Heineke and Roethlisberger. Uh, Wide receiver-wise, I look through them. You got Woods, you got Allen, you got Sutton. I think that's solid. The only one who really inspires me on the other side today in this matchup would be Pittman. I think McLaurin could be in tough against Denver. When I look at the running backs, Cook and Harris. Harris looks solid for New England. Maybe he'll finally carve out a role in New England. We'll stop fucking around with running backs for you, Jay. And then Cook, don't really need to analyze that. Hawkinson versus Kelsey could be a wash because Casey's been shit. Um, I think Jay takes this one in the end, and Mike's uh, having a tough year. Sitting at 2-5 and five and an 11th and another tough matchup this week. 
As much as I would love to see a fellow three and four team fall, I don't see it. Nothing not to like about that analysis, Mike. That's fantastic. Thanks, man. I not agree more. Tried real hard. And uh, last thing, uh, I did get a question sent in from Curtis. So before we go, we've got a quick little little question, Uski. It says, in light of the new player rules, shouldn't all place kickers have to wear the number three? You know, because a field goal is worth three points. Uh, was that a joke? I don't get it. I, I don't really get it either. To be completely 100% honest with you. He just texted me that, said I have a question, and that was it. Oh, he, he, look, look, Curtis, can you explain that in the chat? Because I, I have a respect for you um, that I might lose if you can't talk your way out of this one. Okay. Yeah, I think that's uh, about my answer as well. Jay, unless you have anything to add to that. Do you think it's... he? You know how you hear those videos about how a woman who's being domestically abused calls 911 and orders a pizza? Yeah. Do we think Curtis is okay? Oh. Oh, darn. Shit. That's a good call. Yeah. Like three, like come at 3 p.m. Um, place mm. kickers kick down the door. Like don't come in. Like don't pussyfoot around. Like, like is this, is he, is he in crisis? He might be. He might I, th- be. I think he, I think that's incredible. Jay, and that he is in crisis. Uh, Mike, this is on you. Um, you you oh, live I'm, closest to him. I'm busy tonight. Do you guys mind going to check that out? Honestly, yeah, he'll probably point, be fine till next week. Yeah. We've waited this long. Um, Pelt was like, oh, he might be in crisis. I'll just address it on the podcast later on today. <laughs> um, I imagine he can still hold out till at least like tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Well, uh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll, uh, we'll leave it at that. And uh, Jay, great, great first episode as co-host. Gotta say, gotta hand it to you. It's great having you as a guest. Even better having you as a co-host. And uh, I think we're going to keep Jimmy off of this thing. That's our last, last resort is having Jimmy come on the pod. Guys, thank you so much. Really, really appreciate it. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll sign off and I'll say, uh, Curtis, I hope you're okay. Um, Gertie, your team hasn't sucked, but it's going to start sucking again. And obviously, if you haven't already, please say hi to Rachel for me. Jay, thank you for coming on. Congratulations on your co-hosting job. Mike, well done. Taking on the lead. Uh, crushed it. It was a much more positive episode. I felt really comfortable mm. uh, in a safe space. And uh, see, pe- speaking of safe spaces, uh, Jay, you took the words right out of my mouth. Gertie, congratulations on your recent success, but it's not going to continue. Your team is not good enough. And say hi to Rachel for me. Suds, you took the mouth right out of my words. Uh, Gertie, I'm not going to make a trade with you. Your team definitely sucks. And say hi to Rachel for me.